Welcome to the Travel Like a Boss podcast, where we interview location-independent entrepreneurs that travel the world like a boss by being their own boss. Here's your host, Johnny FD. Hey guys, it's Johnny and welcome to episode 206 of the Travel Like a Boss podcast. I am here in Las Vegas, Nevada with Joanne and Jonathan. Welcome to the show. Hello, hello. Welcome. So we're going to make this a two-part kind of episode. I'm going to first talk to Joanne a bit and then we'll bring Jonathan on. And they both have really kind of fascinating and interesting stories. Um, but kind of real quick, how did you, how did you like find me in the Nomad Summit? Through David Vu. I initially took David Wu's course on Udemy on eBay dropshipping, the one that you have linked at his, uh, with his podcast. And, um, I started taking the course and he did mention your podcast. So I found you through him. He posted a podcast in his Udemy board. And I was very curious because I have been following, um, him for quite some time and he spoke highly of you. He recommended to watch the podcast. Um, there was a fishing podcast and also the one that uh, he spoke about eBay dropshipping. So that's how I found about you. Oh, that's funny. That's, that's really cool because I always hear about people who found David through my podcast. It's nice to kind of hear it's from the other way around too. That's right. Yeah. And how did you find David's course then? Good question. I think I Googled it. Um, clearly, his titles are very good. So I Googled how to make money online and his course came up on Google. And, um, you know, $10 later, I took it and the rest is history. That's that's what happened. Yeah, it, it is so crazy that this like $10 course, and it's not always $10, sometimes $30, sometimes a bit more, but Udemy has sales all the time. But this like super cheap course has led to people, like some people making a lot of money, which is Really surprising. That's right. Um, you know, I didn't have the expectation of making a lot of money. And it's not something that I like to really talk about. I'm very modest about it. I took it simply because the situation that I was in, I lived in, in Mexico and I still do. And I was not able to actually work. And the only work I could do is under the table. Not something I really wanted to do with the sun. So I knew that the possibility of making the money online. And I knew that the way to do it is to sell things online. So I've actually failed two businesses before that. I sold t-shirts online, didn't work out so well. And I also did the MLM, which is, which is multi-level marketing. I was doing Usana, Usada pills. And that's something that goes against my type of personality. I don't like to sell to my friends and family. So I got out of that pretty quick. And I've done eBay before a long time ago. I, I did, um, some uh, cheap stuff from China. So I knew this is definitely possible. And I found his course. He, the reason why I liked his course is he's very transparent. I'm sure you know him. He's a good friend of yours. Right away, he talked about his money, how much he's making, what he's doing, his lifestyle, which really resonated with me because it's possible to make money online and it doesn't matter where you are as long as you're ethical and you work hard. And here I am. I'm a Canadian citizen and I make money in US and I live in Mexico. So to me, I, I'm very blessed to do that, you know, I'm a, a, to, to be able to do that and take care of my son. That's uh that's unbelievable. So, yeah, that's so cool that you're, you know, raising your son, you're living in Mexico, you're, you're traveling to Las Vegas for this digital nomad conference. You're originally, you know, you have Canadian passport and then you're ethnic, EU passport too. <laughs> yeah. And you're originally from Romania. You really are the kind of embodiment of what a digital nomad is. Or what it, they can be. It's it's interesting you say that because to me, digital nomad, I only heard this term with you. I I lived it, but I never really defined it. This is my lifestyle. So I, I love to travel. I've traveled all my life. I've been in India. I've been in South America. I've been everywhere. And I've always been 
to me, that's my university. I felt like I've learned so much from traveling more so than university. And I needed, I needed to continue that. I needed to have that freedom. And so I needed to build a location independent business that would allow me to take care of my son and be responsible, but also never forget who Joanne really is. Um, and so that's what I've done with the eBay drop shipping. It's a lot of work, of course, but you can do it at the comfort of your own home, no matter where you are. Um, I went back to Romania last year, first time in 10 years, and and I felt really proud to be back because of two things. I'm able to see my family and really take care of them. And two, here I am with my own business traveling all over Romania, and I don't have to worry about you know, I have to, I have to go back in two weeks. I only have two weeks vacation. I'm running my business and enjoying my lifestyle at the same time. I, I love that. And I really think that that is a, a huge kind of milestone for any digital nomad is to be able to go back, visit their family and be able to treat them out, be able to give them, you know, money if they need it, you know, to parents or, you know, even just like, you know, going there and showing, hey, this is possible because I'm sure there's a lot of people in Romania who are struggling to find work or, you know, or good paying jobs. They wish they can travel. They wish they can have this lifestyle. And before this, the only things they can, you know, hear about might have been, you know, some online businesses that are kind of hard to do or, you know, some kind of unethical businesses or, you know, or MLM where they feel like they have to like high pressure sales or friends and, you know, and, and kind of burn bridges that way. So it's so cool that you can show them, hey, this is something that anybody can do. And what I, I've actually recommended David's course to a lot of people, especially people who either don't have that much money to, to start with, you know, a, something like drop shipping expensive items, like with Anton's course, because it's so cheap. First off, David's course is so cheap. And then second, it doesn't really cost anything to start, right? Like how much do you spend to, to actually start his course or th- that method? $10. <laughs> and yes, you can sell expensive stuff. Actually, I, I specialize in selling expensive stuff on eBay, but you don't have to start that way. You know, you pay $10 and you don't really, you can actually get information for free on YouTube, but it's better to really just invest $10. It's a little bit organized. You get the fundamentals of it and then you can kind of run with it. And um, it's, it's, you set up a key word that I really wanted to emphasize, ethical. There's a lot of people online and, and this is what I focus on when I talk about my YouTube channel is, is you can build a business online and you can do it ethically, you know, treat it as a professional job and it will respect you and reward you professionally. Yeah, definitely. And you know, it takes a little bit more effort, you know, to, to do that and screen it, like kind of screen out what doesn't work. Like, for example, for this podcast, it'd be easier if I just accepted everyone who emailed in saying, I want to be on your podcast to sell this, you know, whatever teeth whitening system. But I don't, I actually, I I almost never answer people who email me. I always meet people, see what their, you know, what their personality is like, see if they're, you know, good people and also see if they are personally successful in what they're doing before I have invite them on the show. And that makes the, the, you know, the kind of learning, like I'm, I'm able to tell my friends and my family, you know, even like if my mom you know, ever wanted to somehow start an online business, I can, you know, very easily say, Oh, listen to the podcast because everything on there, you know, I earnestly recommend and it makes my life a lot easier. And in the long run, I think it's, it's the basis of a stronger, longer lasting business. I agree. And listen, reputation is everything. We're very honored. And I'm, I'm sure I speak on, on Jonathan's behalf as well. We're very honored to be here and to share, you know, this airspace with you and talk about our story because we do know how much, how much you put in it. And, and it's real. It's not just you're trying to do it for the likes or you're trying to do it just for the audience. You're really, you're looking to connect with people that connect with you. 
You know, that's very important because there's a lot of fake stuff out there. You know, we've, we've been to conferences when you kind of get a sense of, you know, they're doing it just for the social media and stuff. And, and it's really, really important to stay real because that's going to shine through. Internet is, is great like that. And, and that's why I like Gary Vaynerchuk. It just, just be real because eventually it's going to catch up to you, you know? So. Yeah. So what are the, the reasons why I knew that you guys were, were, pretty successful and you guys are doing you know pretty well with your business is the two of you bought eight hundred dollar VIP tickets to the Nomad Summit and you didn't even show up. You just came <laughs> to the speaker's dinner. Yes. <laughs> it's a good problem to have. We were busy. I'm speaking from my behalf. I can't speak for him and he's very busy. But yes, I was I was so busy and so I had to make the the decision of which am I going to forfeit, the conference or the dinner? So I had to make my CEO decision of I have to take care of this. It was a bunch of fires that I had to put out. And uh, and so I was not going to miss the dinner, no matter how many fires I had to put out. I just felt the dinner, we can all connect and, and share on a personal level. And so I decided to to choose that instead. And I'm really glad you came. I mean, I wish you would have been able to come for the whole conference. but There's always Chiang Mai. Yeah, I would love for you to come to Chiang Mai. And... And here's the thing is, it's, well, I guess to put some context, um, it's Labor Day weekend. So first off, there's a lot going on kind of anyways, but then business wise, that's, it's like a really hot weekend for people to buy things. Yeah. It's like Black Friday. Yeah. yeah. Do you know how many orders you got that weekend? Oh my goodness. Uh, you know, uh, so I have two stores and, and besides that, you know, we had to, to check, to catch up on some of the customer service stuff. So I would say this weekend for me was, August for me is usually slow and I'm used to a spike and the spike is usually a Labor Day, Labor Day weekend. And the spike was just tripled based on the sales that I were in August. So uh, if I were to put numbers, usually I do, and my numbers are modest compared to him. You know, usually I do about 2000 a day and they spiked up to 4000 a day between the two store, four or 5000 a day. Again, a modest compared to his store. But for me, I, I keep a higher um, markup. So for me, it was great. And it was a lot of work, a lot of orders to take care of. So. Oh, wow. So um, what's your average order size? It depends. Um, because I deal with different sources, I have a main source that I place an order with daily. I, you know, it, it, it depends. Like daily, I could place an order with, let's just say Home Depot, right? Because that, that's one of my main sources. It could be up to 5,000 a day orders that I could be placing, you know, plus discounts. So, so like, is it... Like let's say you know the four or five thousand dollars in sales you make you know in a day is that like uh, just a handful of of thousand dollar orders or is it like a bunch of smaller orders? No, I do it in one. Um, I don't want to get into the specifics of the drop shipping, so everybody doesn't you know they don't get lost. But I prefer to have one big order because for me, I have a good relationship with my vendors, so I try to actually. Uh, seek to speak to them before I place my order to to see the other opportunities to save money. So I like to do it in one order rather than multiple orders. I like to speak about one order. It's easier for me. You know, it's it's easier to manage. It's easier to to get any type of of you know deals that they may currently have. Okay. Well, I guess we should probably explain for anyone who hasn't listened to the episode with David Vu. Can you just give us a really quick overview of what what type of 
you know, EBA job shipping you do. Oh, absolutely. And what it is. Yeah, for sure. So drop shipping is you can have a store. It's an e-commerce store and I run it on eBay. You can also run it on Amazon, Shopify, different platforms. I choose eBay much easier and I've had a, an account for a very long time. You simply just list items. You grow your store with items from different vendors. You can use up, let's say Walmart and Home Depot and Lowe's, whatever vendors you choose with. There's vendors from China. So there's different, different kinds of vendors. I work David Wu style. So he chooses mostly a vendors from the United States. And so what I do is I basically list the listings from that specific vendor onto eBay and I mark them up on top of that. And once I get sales, I place them with the vendor. And so I don't hold stock. I'm kind of like a broker in between. I am a broker between the customer and the vendor. And in between, I, I, I make a profit. I call myself a drop shipping service. I'm not a, a reseller because the profit that I make, I actually justify it based on the customer service I offer my customers. And, you know, so... So that's, that's how the business, that's the fundamentals of the business. So I, I think like originally when I heard about eBay dropshipping, and I think this is what a lot of people think as well. They're like, why would anybody pay more to buy something from eBay than just going to homedepot.com and buy it themselves? Lots of variables. The first thing is you have to understand how a listing kind of works. So it's optimizing the actual listing based on the title, the, the full listing, the pictures and whatnot. So the title is very important. You can have a very good title with a higher price. And if you go Google, you can search for that particular item and you will be on top of that way before the, let's say the Home Depot item. Let's say a, a person is looking for a green drill, right? And so they're looking green drill. They enter the, let's say Ryobi. And if you have a very good optimized title, your product will come in search above the one in Home Depot. A lot of people, they're not going to scroll down and look for it. You know, they're going to click on that link. If they see you have a hundred percent feedback, if they see you're taking care of your customers, you know, and you have a reasonable price, they're most likely going to buy from you. Is it, has there ever been like a way to, to see how many people are finding it from like your listings from Google or just directly on eBay? So I do that actually from PayPal. Um, I'm sure there's tools in eBay that you can do it, which there are. There's lots of marketing tools that you can see where the traffic is coming from. I believe, uh, it, I'm sure it'll come to me later. There's a, there's a tool that you can check. Terapeak. So Terapeak, you can actually see the number of sales and when they're coming from, where all these customers are coming from. And at the bottom, you can actually see the words that they're typing to get to that specific product. So yeah, you can absolutely get that. I get it from PayPal. So my Canadian PayPal, it's a business account and it will actually tell me the type of business that I'm getting. Most of the business is international for me. So um, it would actually tell me what countries are coming from and the type of products that they're looking for. They're not going to give you specifics. They'll say home improvement or maybe kitchen products, but they will tell you exactly who the customers are, what they're searching for, and what their interest is. So that's pretty Wow, neat. that's cool. So kind of like roughly what percentage of people go to ebay.com and ser search the product, or or how many of them go to google.com, search the product, click on the eBay listing, and then buy, buy that way? So I wouldn't know the percentage, but I'll tell you this. I think most of them do come from Google. And I say this because I went to the eBay open, and I didn't know how important it was the relationship between Google ads and actual eBay. So eBay pays a lot of money to promote their listings on Google. And they're very big with making sure that you, we meet our standards in terms of titles, in terms of uh, product descriptions and whatnot. So I think most of them do come from Google. So that's crazy. eBay is taking out ads for your products for people to find on Google. So, and then they, they send you, you basically, you have eBay as your marketing team that is paying for your ads. That is insane. I mean, we, just to give you an example, personally, I pay over $10,000 in fees for eBay. 
So where's that money going? You know, and and I found that out that they use uh, probably most of that money to promote our products, and so they're very stringent as to how these listings needs to be. They need to be done. They're very particular about titles and make sure you have UPC and all these very important aspects of the listing. If you don't have it, they're not going to promote it for you. So it's kind of like this: if you want to play their game, they're going to make sure your listings will be visible in in Google. If you don't want to play the game. You know, it's it's not going to be a successful kind of e- e-commerce adventure for you. So, An- another thing that I just thought of is, from Google's point of view, they're actually really happy to send first off to get ad revenue from eBay, but also because Amazon has stopped taking out ads on Google, and they are a huge competitor to Google and Google Shopping because so many people just go directly to Amazon for everything, almost use it as a search engine. So if anything, Google really doesn't want Amazon showing up as the first listing. You got it. And not just that, that, but eBay. So I think eBay has lost the business in the United States. And I'm just saying this purely as a, as a personal opinion. You know, I could totally be wrong, but they have definitely lost the business in the United States. They're actually going over a more international type of clientele. And I'll tell you why. First of all, they changed their payment structure. So they're not only accepting PayPal. They're now going to Adian, which is a, is a, is actually coming from Europe. They deal with Spotify and whatnot. So they are offering payment plans to customers outside US that they're not able to pay for the product right away. So they do payment plans. They're really pushing for international uh, customers now. Yeah. I actually remember David mentioning that uh, in the course that a lot of the sales that, that he was making wasn't coming from the US. And I think as an American, we're sometimes kind of um, narrow-minded thinking like, oh, I don't use eBay anymore. I haven't used it for 10 or 20 years. But we forget there are so many other countries out there that don't have a strong e-commerce presence you know, or Amazon is, is it even in their country yet? That's correct. And they can't, you know, we, for example, in Canada, we have amazon.ca, but we probably have a third of an option of what amazon.com has. So for someone in Canada to buy an amazon.com is impossible unless you have a, a U.S. credit card or a U.S. address to ship it to. It's not, it's not going to be, unless, unless that particular seller is going to have an option to ship internationally, at which point you have to pay some pretty, pretty big shipping fees. So no, Amazon is definitely not accessible to international national customers, but eBay is. They have their global shipping program, which allows to ship all over the world. And I get orders from really remote areas, which you think like Costa Rica or maybe, I don't know, let's say Japan, I guess they do have money, but there's in Africa as well. I get a lot of Morocco. And so you think, who knows about eBay? It's not about eBay. They go on Google and they search, they will bring up the eBay listing and they will allow you to, to shop on eBay. Well, that is actually really insightful. Now I can really understand what like where the sales come from and those people that live in let's say morocco they don't know about homedepot.com no they don't and they don't even have access to their products but speaking from i guess an outsider a lot of people love american products you know so they want to buy them and they want access to them so here we are the ebay dropshipper we're allowing them access to these Otherwise, I guess impossible items to purchase, and they're more than happy to pay a premium price. David Wu goes forty uh, percent uh, markup. We're not as high anymore in two thousand eighteen. I think you need to be a little bit more competitive, but I do deal with other vendors and other sources, which I I'm I they pay a premium to buy from me. So I think it's important to be flexible to how what the market wants from you, but at the same time, don't be shy to charge a premium when you see the product is sought after outside. Yeah, I can see that. And you know, at the end of the day, like 
I think when people don't understand how it works, they might think like, oh, that's kind of just messed up. You're just, you know, marking up products 30, 40%, you know, when someone could have spot it. But the fact is, those people, first off, probably never would have, never would have found it. Uh, second, because they don't have, they don't know about Home Depot. They don't have access to the site. They, you know, they might not be able to ship, um, you know, to their country. So you're giving them access to it. You're providing customer service and you're basically, you know, it, it's, you're adding the convenience and the ability for people to buy things. That's right. I'm a broker. I'm a, I'm a middleman or middlewoman, right? So, and I make a profit on top of that. And, and I do get customers saying, Hey, I found this in Home Depot. You know, why are you charging some more? And I am not shy to tell them, listen, you know, I, Home Depot is actually my source and I'm going to buy from Home Depot. However, you do have a peace of mind of knowing that whether or not something is going to happen with your order, I'm going to take care of you. And I'm not doing it because of the feedback. I'm doing it because I, I take pride in my, my customer service. So a lot of people say, Oh, wow. Yeah, you're right. I don't have to deal with a ship, a lost shipment or if the product is damaged, you're going to take care of me. And so a lot of people do buy from me and they're willing to pay the premium if they know they don't have to do anything. They're going to get their product. I think it's really cool that you treat this as a real business. I think a lot of people, they think of drop shipping cheap, you know, cheap products or dropshipping from eBay as a cash grab. Let's just do this, you know, kind of quickly. It's probably not going to, you know, my, my account's probably going to get banned after a while. So let me, let me just get in and get out. What, what made you decide to take this opposite kind of longer approach? Because I like to play the long game. <laughs> I don't, I mean, listen, when my mom asked me when I was a kid what I wanted to do to grow up, I certainly wasn't drop shipping. That's not my dream job. I, I use it as a university thing. I'm learning how to deal with customers, with vendors. I was actually banned three times from eBay and twice from PayPal. So I could have given up. But to me, I look at it as, as, a, as a challenge. I want to continue this. For, there's, it's, there's no way for me to just be completely banned. There's a reason why they, they uh, judged my way of business. And it's up to me to prove to them as a professional that they want my money. They want to do business with me. So why do I do this? I, I look at it as a long game. And, um, this is not about drop shipping. I'm, I want to build the business and I'm building a team and I want to take them further. I don't know where this journey is going to take me, but I, I know that I'm learning along the way the building blocks of building a business, you know, and maybe in the future I want to run a brick and mortar or whatever the case may be. I don't think that's going to happen, but, but I'm, I'm getting the experience of, of managing people and customers and vendors. And to me, that's pretty serious because I'm making serious money. So I don't want to treat it as a joke. I want to applaud you for getting through those roadblocks because honestly, if I got banned from eBay or I got banned from PayPal, you know, even once, you know, I probably would be like, oh, you know, this wasn't meant to be, or all, you know, this doesn't work. The fact that you got through it only once, but three times, you know, really five times total, it really shows your dedication. I did it because what's a challenge to me? I don't like to be told no. <laughs> I'm a, I have a very strong personality, so to me, it would, I didn't want to use it as a failure. And second of all, I. I put myself in eBay shoes. So they have a platform and there's a million dropshippers out there and they have all the right to question anything that may seem unethical or unsafe. And so for me, as, as a, let's say the eBay person, um, I'm looking to see, I still want to continue doing business with you. So prove to me that you're a professional. And so now this is my job, you know, my floor. I got 15 seconds of fame to be able to show to this person that I'm a professional. I, I would like to continue doing business with you. And look, I'm paying a lot of fees. Um, you're not going to lose in this process. And so that's why I did it. And also what really motivated me is 
so Gary Vaynerchuk is one of the, the, the people that I look up to. And I read his book called Thank You Economy. And his book is very basic. And it all comes down to you. If you take care of your customers and customers is not just your clients. I'm talking about vendors. I'm talking about eBay, PayPal, whoever you deal with. If you take care of them like genuinely, they're going to take care of you. So I, I realized that and I've built such a strong relationship with eBay. Like if, there's different departments that you can talk to. There's a, for example, merchant support, which is like the most high up department. If I have any problems, feedbacks, customers, they'll always back me up because I treat myself with, with a lot of respect and I treat this business with respect. So I think it's important to keep that in mind that if you put in a, a genuine professional effort into your business, you're going to get professional results. I love that. And I, I love how professional you are and that it really shows that you can take any business and turn it into something great. And just because something is online, I think a lot of times people assume doesn't have to be a real business or a real professional because it's an online business. It's a website. It's, you know, whatever, you know, it's eBay. But in reality, if you want to be really successful, especially long term, I, I do think that people need to start treating things like a real business that they invested, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars into or, you know, had to take a loan to start. It's a stepping stone. So for me right now, I'm very passionate about learning investing. And for me, investing is a new language. It seems like Cantonese to me. It's very hard. So for me to get to where I need to be in that investing, I need to make sure I, I create a cash flow that's going to be continuous so I don't have any problems with it, which means I have to treat my eBay with a lot of respect. That's giving me the opportunity and the money and the funds to take care of my family, but also be able to save and gives me the time to learn investing, for example. So uh, that's where I'm in a position I have to tr treat it seriously because if that stops, then the funding stops and the free time for me to learn stops. So I like it. How long did it take you to start making money uh, after you took the course? Well, right away. I, I've, I've met bets with myself. So I, I started listing. I did 20 listings a day every day for the first six months. And that's still happening today with my virtual assistants. And so I made a bet. I said, if I list this, I want to make a sale within 24 hours. If I don't get a sale, this course is... Is, is not for real. And I did get a sale within 24 hours. So I said, okay, well, this works. So I'm going to, well, I want to make sure I make $300 a month in the first, I made 275, but I didn't give up. So real money, what's real money? I guess to me, real money would be six months into it when I first, when I made my first $5,000. And I said, wow, you know, I've never made that in a real job. Here I am in front of a computer selling stuff. That's not mine. And to make that kind of a, that kind of money, of course, I have to treat it seriously. Wow. So after six months of grinding and just putting the work into it, you started making $5,000 a month. And this this is in profit? This is in profit. Wow. After expenses. That's great. Yeah. And then can I ask how much you're making from it now? Sure. It depends. So August was a low month and after paying all my ex expenses was $10,000. Wow. So, so you're, you're, you are running a $100,000 a year profit business, which is huge. So how can I not treat it professionally? Yeah. And you're living in Mexico, which is a lot cheaper than living in Canada or in the US. Uh, how, why, what, what made you choose Mexico, by the way? And what do you like about Playa de Carmen? I, I'm Romanian. So I've, 
I've been seeking, I guess, an environment where I can kind of connect with the Latin community. And I, I appreciate, I love the music. I love the food. I love the people. So I've, I've liked it. I visited Playa del Carmen for quite some time and I, I was going there and visit, visiting. And, uh, after my son was born, well, my life, my life really changed after my life, my son was born. And I, I felt like I needed to give him an adventure. I wanted to give him a fun childhood, not something that's always dependent on the iPad. I wanted him to be outside. I wanted him to grow up and really experience nature. And it was the best thing to do. And at that time, I was actually on maternity leave. So I just decided to go with my son for six months and enjoy my, my last six months of my maternity leave. And I went there and I didn't want to come back. So really, that's what happened. I, I just made a decision. I sold everything in my home and I said, the worst that can happen is not working out. We're kind of come back. I'll take a I'll take a job and we'll move on with our lives. But once I was there... It just, I felt so free and, and the adventure and the challenges and everything that came with it. I, I felt like it was worth it. And, and to see the smile on my son's face, that was priceless. So that's re that's the reason why I made it. I made oh, that's it. awesome. Uh, Planet Carmen is one of those places I actually, I really want to check out. I can see it being a future nomad hotspot. And especially for people who need to be somewhat close to the U.S., or in the same time zone, I think it's perfect. It is. And that's another reason why I chose it. So I'm Romanian and I love Romania. And I've always, always thought about, hey, now I'm, I'm location independent. I could go back home. I can't because I make money in the United States. My, my, some of my family is in Canada and I, I would prefer to stay in the same time zone. Easier for me to do business, easier for me to, to continue and make money. And, and it's, it's, to be honest, there's a lot of expats in Playa del Carmen. Even though I speak Spanish and I hang out with the locals, you don't feel like you're struggling if you don't speak Spanish. And there's a, there's a nomad community there. It's, it's pretty small. There's, um, it's, they're growing and they're having monthly meetings, but I, I see a lot of potential there for what you just said. It's closer to us. It's, I mean, who doesn't like Mexican food, right? So I think it's, it's a great opportunity for a lot of people to just check it out and, and see how they feel. Yeah, I definitely like it, and, and I hope to, to check it out one day. So uh, how did you meet Jonathan? We met through the Udemy course, through David's course, David Wu's course. We were, uh, we honestly took it upon ourselves to start answering questions. David was not available, and there's a lot of people asking questions about the course. And so we, I was answering because for me as well, to try to gain experience to help people. I'm passionate about helping people. So we started answering questions uh, on the Udemy board and then a mastermind was formed and we were four of us and we're looking for the fifth person. So I, I recognized him that he was, he was a member that was, that was helping a lot of the people in the group. And I reached out to him and I asked him to join our, our mastermind. We're five of us. And so that's how we started. We connected. We started working together, helping each other. And uh, we, the mastermind really helped us to, to keep us accountable and also motivated to push forward. But for whatever reason, Jonathan and I really worked well together. We, 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 and then we just kind of decided to the next step, let's help people and, and coach them and mentor them. And that's how we started. The rest is history. We just started coaching people. And then again, out of the blue, everything was all organic. We started running meetups and we are here today. I think that's super cool. And so we keep talking about this course. Uh, if you guys want to check it out, it's dropshiplab.com slash eBay. That's my redirect link for you guys. Uh, or you can listen to the episode I did with David Vu about a year ago. I don't remember which episode it was, but, uh, just search for, um, travel like a boss podcast, David Vu eBay or something. But this actually kind of shows, um, a couple, like a couple things. One is I think, the reason why I personally don't like having my courses on Udemy is because they get discounted so much 
is just not worth my time to spend and you know, to answer everyone's questions. And, you know, like David's a busy guy. So for a $10 course, in the beginning, he'll go in and answer questions. But after a while, he's like, okay, you guys kind of just, I give you all the information. You guys figure it out yourselves. But it also kind of shows that there's always opportunity when you, or you genuinely want to help people. So, you know, you guys figure it out for yourselves. You guys are a bit, you know, more advanced than the people who are just starting out. So you start helping them. And what that does, I really believe that when you give value out there, you get it back tenfold. And in your case, that's exactly what happened. People recognized that, you know, you guys knew what you're talking about, that you were willing to help. And eventually they're willing to, to pay you for that help because if it can, if it can help increase their business or get them started faster or get them more successful, it's a positive ROI and it works out for everyone. Absolutely. It's a win-win thing. I'm a, I love Jordan, Dr. Jordan Peterson. Uh, he, I, I admire him a lot and he has this thing saying, you know, before you decide to take on and save the world, you got to clean up your own room. So I felt like if I help people and I, and I am, I'm here to answer their questions, it kind of helps me as well and keeps me humble because I wish I had someone to answer me the questions, you know, and, and I spent a lot of time, you know, Googling and searching all this and maybe they should do that themselves, but I want to be a good person to help people. So why not? You know, and that's why I was there. I was available and Jonathan as well. He was answering questions and providing all kinds of suggestions and, and it feels good to know you made even a tiny difference in someone's life. And, and I, I that's the type of person I want to be. Well, you're a great person and I'm very happy we finally got to meet. I know we've been uh, chatting online for a while. Yeah, likewise, same. Yeah. So, uh, Jonathan, can, can we uh, kind of hear about how your story? How did you first get into eBay dropshipping? Well, it's because of you. I was um, listening to your podcast in early 2016, and I don't remember how I found your podcast, but I really like your episodes. So I started listening from the very beginning, episode one, and I went through every single episode until I heard the episode with you and David Vu talking about eBay dropshipping. And that just really resonated with me, that the, the eBay dropshipping model. So after that episode, I signed up for the Udemy course. This was uh, March 6, 2016. And I paid $15 for the Udemy course. And that's how I got started with eBay dropshipping. Wow, that's crazy. I wonder how many people listening right now I've done the same thing where they, you know, they somehow randomly found the podcast, went back to episode one, and they kind of just started going through it until they, they hit something. And I, and I'm actually almost afraid that there's someone who went through all 205 episodes and didn't get started on something because to me, I, you know, I would like you guys to listen every week anyways, but I really want you guys just to listen enough to find something that resonates with you that, you know, something that you're like, okay, I can, yeah, I can do that. You know, or that, oh, that seems interesting. And just do that one model. What made you choose eBay dropshipping versus, you know, the 60 previous episodes of, you know, of different things we talked about? That's a great question. I have never done any online businesses. I didn't consider myself an entrepreneur uh, back in 2016. I worked in corporate America for over 20 years and I didn't know anything else. So when I heard about eBay, it seemed like something I could do. And there was very little risk, very little capital, right? And if things didn't work out, then it wouldn't be um, that much of a, a, a huge big deal to just 
uh, uh, just closed down. So it seemed really simple. So it, it was a no-brainer for me. Okay. Yeah, I like it. And that's actually exactly what I tell people that when, you know, when they're saying, Oh, I, you know, I don't really have money to, to start, to start something. I, I don't really know if I can do it. I don't have any tech skills. I'm like, Oh, why don't you just try this for a few months? And if you can make some sales and prove it. And honestly, it's not even really about proving that the system works. Cause I know the system works. I've now met enough people, probably over a hundred people who have done the system and I've been successful with this. So I know, I know it works, but I don't know if that person will follow through. And to me, that is the actual test. Like, are you actually willing to watch the videos? Are you actually willing to do the work? Are you actually willing to pull the trigger and, you know, put up the listings? Are you actually willing to jump over the obstacles and the hurdles, especially when things come up? Like, you know, you have to call PayPal and and ask them to reinstate your account. Yeah, I spent hundreds of hours reading the Udemy discussion board for David Vu's course. So I know that there were other people ahead of me who were successful with this business model. So that inspired me and and motivated me to really put uh, all my effort, all my time in learning how to do it well. So I I actually didn't list for at least a month or so because I wanted to learn as much as I can, learn from other people's mistakes and successes before I embark on on that business model. Wow. So you, you are actually the, the type to gather the information and then take it on the slower, long, longer planned out route. Are you like this in kind of other, other aspects of your life as well? Not really. It seems like, uh, in the beginning, I wanted to make sure that this was the right business model for me before I invest any more time and effort into it. And that was why I was doing my due diligence just to make sure that I understand it very clearly what I was getting involved in. And it's very important how you build a foundation because that will set you up for future success or failure. So I want to make sure that I was building the right foundation, that this was truly the business I want to get in, involved in. You know, And if, if, if I'm going to get involved in it, I want to do it fully. Were you still working uh, a job you know, when you started this journey? Yes, I had a nine to five job. It's actually from seven a.m. to seven p.m., so it was twelve hours a day, commuting from the Bay Area to downtown San Francisco, and uh, working in, at a corporate job, making a lot of money. But I just didn't feel like doing that for another twenty plus years. I really wanted to find a, a business, preferably an online business, where I can be location independent make as much money as, as I can, be my own boss, set my own hours, and make, you know, just help other people make the same type of, uh, you know, uh, income with, with this type of business. When did you quit that job and, and kind of go full into the eBay business? Yeah, so it took me almost a year of doing eBay before I decided to quit my 9-to-5 job because... At, or your 7-to-7 job. Yeah, my 7-to-7 job because... At that point, I needed to make a decision whether I wanted to do this, take this to the next level, or just keep it the way it is. So I knew if I wanted to grow it more, I, I had to quit my nine to five job. So I did it in less than a year. Wow. But that must have been hard because, I mean, can, can I ask how much you were making at this, the corporate job? Yes, I was making over six figures. So you, so you had a hundred thousand dollar plus a year job. It's, that's hard to walk away from, right? Yeah. But living in San Francisco, that, that paycheck goes very quickly. You know, you pay for rent, you pay for 
food and other living expenses. Before you know it, you, you don't have much left. So you're in this perpetual rat race by doing nine to five. So the only way I can get to to you know have freedom is to start my own business. No matter how great a nine to five job is, it's still you're working for someone else. You know you still don't have the freedom. You're not your own boss. You know you're you're still part of that rat race. So I mean, like looking back, it was the best decision I ever made. Well, that's amazing. Uh, and a funny kind of side story is I just spoke recently to a friend uh, that I knew from San Francisco, and I haven't spoken to him in, in you know, 15 years. So I was like, oh, what have you been up to? You know, where are you living now? And he's like, oh, you know, I moved back in with my, my, you know, my parents, you know, in the Richmond district, and I, I just want to, you know, try to save some money. And I was like, oh, you know, I'm sorry, is, is you know, work not going well? And he's like, no, work's great. I just got a promotion. You know, I work for this hedge fund you know, finance company. And then I was like, oh, okay. I was like, oh, so how, how do you get to work? He's like, oh, well, you know, I have to take the, you know, I normally take the bus because parking is too expensive. Uh, but sometimes, you know, I'll do like a shared Uber. And I just was really confused because I was like, hedge fund managers make a lot of money. So, and I said, I just asked him, I said, how much are you making, uh, for your salary? And he's like, oh, about 175000 a year. And I thought, you're making $175,000 a year and you live with your parents. And you're thirty something years old, and you're taking the bus. Why? And he just said, "Dude, you haven't been back to San Francisco in a while. It is really expensive here now." And it, to me, it's crazy because you can live, you know, in Mexico, you know, in Thailand, and all these other places for so much less and make so much less money, but have a better quality of life, have your, you know, own space, your own apartment. You know, and, you know, take Ubers if you want or live in such a central area that you can just walk to work. You know, you can walk to the office, the co-working space. And it kind of just hearing your story just reminded me of why I don't want to live in San Francisco anymore. Exactly. Yeah, right. Right now I live in Los Angeles. And while it's not, you know, that uh, cheaper than uh, San Francisco, it's just, you know, it's just a more chill lifestyle for me. But I have spent, I've been spending some time in uh, Asia, Southeast Asia, uh, this year, and I hope to do more of that next year and just to see the world, you know, just to uh, travel more and live a more digital nomad lifestyle. Because now you have the option to be able to, right? I'm completely location independent. You know, I run my business. It's, it's, it's all online. I just need a, a internet and laptop, and that's it. And I have virtual assistants who are helping me with my business. That's awesome. Uh, and... I like that you were, at least out of the two of you, you were able to come to part of the conference. <laughs> yes, I felt bad because, um, you know, you were probably wondering what happened to us. So I showed up and I got a lot of value from listening to that one presentation. So I'm very happy I'm, I'm here to get to meet like-minded people who are also, um, you know, looking at the digital nomad lifestyle. So to connect with them and hear all the different businesses that they're working on and seeing that they really embrace this lifestyle and this way of life. And it's it's really motivating and inspiring to be around such uh, like-minded people. Yeah, I actually didn't realize how, how, how big of a deal it would be for people in the U.S. to be able to meet each other who are like-minded. Because in Chiang Mai, I kind of take it for granted, you know, where you meet people and you're like, and chances are they've already met someone else who is location independent or is, you know, is traveling full time or is a digital nomad because, you know, they're already in Thailand. 
you know, and then maybe they, they just arrived, they're just starting out with their business, or maybe they're really established, but at least they've, you know, they're like, oh, I've taken the first step. There's a lot of people at the conference this weekend that have never met a single person who has this mindset or has lived overseas or works online or, you know, even believes that it's possible. And for them, you know, over a hundred people to be in one room from Canada, from all across the U.S. and people to be able to connect with each other, they're like, oh my God, this is the tribe I've been looking for. Yeah, exactly. For 20 plus years, my friends and colleagues all worked at a nine to five job. We all worked for big corporate uh, corporations. So it was very uh, unusual to even talk to anyone who had their own business, let alone a digital nomad. I, I didn't even know what that meant until I started Googling it. And I, maybe that's how I discover your uh, podcast. What did your friends and family think when you told them you're going to quit this six-figure job and sell things on eBay from your living room? Well, I didn't tell my, my mom because I didn't want her to worry about me. So uh, I actually waited until I, I made the equivalent of my my uh, full-time job before I uh, told my family what I was doing because they would think I would, was out of my mind to quit my high-paying 9-to-5 job to do this crazy online business. So I am uh, the type of person who will um, make sure it works before I uh, announce it to to the world. Yeah, I guess it's a pretty smart move, especially with uh, Asian parents. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I just wanted to make sure that this was a solid business that I could make money month after month. And uh, when when I felt it was the right time, then I uh, started telling people what I was doing. I'm very proud of the fact that I make money online. So when you, I guess when you quit your job, yeah, like how much were you already making uh, online when you quit your job? I was making about $7,000 profit. So it was not enough to cover all my bills yet. So it was a kind of risky decision. But I knew I could always get another 9-to-5 job if things didn't work out. So it was not um, a huge risk on my part, right? And I had some savings, and I felt pretty confident that, you know, I, I, I can get another job if I wanted to. No, uh, I'm glad you brought that up because that was actually something I talked about in my Nomad Summit speech this year. Where really, it was from Tim Ferriss' book, For Our Work Week, where he made us do an exercise where we thought, if we go for this dream or this passion, you know, this opportunity, and everything messes up, we completely fail, you know, we, you know, we just, you know, go back with nothing. How long would it take us to get our life back to exactly where it was? And for me, you know, I I wrote out a whole list. I was like, okay, well, I would be homeless. I would have no car. I'd have no job, and I would have nothing. But I can always live with my my parents or my friends for a month or two. I can get another job. I can buy another car. I can buy new clothes. I can get new stuff. And I realized it wouldn't take me that long. It would just take me maybe three or four months maximum to get back to my crappy life before. Yeah, exactly, Johnny. I've been doing nine to five for over twenty years. So for me to get another job wouldn't be a big deal, you know, to just um, go back to my normal way of life. But the eBay business was, for me, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity that I couldn't pass up because I couldn't live with the regret of not trying this business. And if it did work out, then my life would be completely different, right? So I know my old life. I didn't like my old life. I was unhappy with doing 9 to 5, even though I was making great money. 
had a great title, worked for an amazing company, but that was not what I was looking for. You know, I was looking for freedom, for time freedom, money freedom, to be my own bo uh, boss, to travel the world, to really live the lifestyle that you promote on your podcast. So you're really my model and inspiration for why I got into this business. Well, I'm I'm glad I could help. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, I want to thank you for you know doing the podcast. I'm a loyal listener, and I learn from every episode. You know, you, you bring on interesting guests with different businesses and interesting lifestyles, and just one little piece of information. If you listen to it and you act on it, it can change your life, and that's what happened to me. I love it, and only if you take action. So congratulations on actually taking action on it. Yes. You know, I really love these type of episodes where it's somebody that goes from listener, podcast listener to podcast guest because it really takes it full circle. It really shows it, you know, that anyone listening right now, even if you're just getting started, even if you have a 12 hour work day at a job, that if you actually just listen, take action and put in the work necessary, that you can be successful enough to be on this podcast someday. Yeah, and it's really important that you put in the work because doing these online businesses will require a lot of effort in the beginning. And I find that most people don't put in the work necessary. Maybe one of the reasons because they have a pretty good lifestyle in America. They're happy, you know, somewhat happy with their jobs, making good money. So that doesn't give them the motivation to push on to do another online business. I, I know people in San Francisco who work at Apple and they're making great money and they do eBay, but they haven't taken it to the level that they sh they want to take it because of their current job situation. It's just so nice and comfortable being in America that there's no rush to do these online businesses. You know, they feel like, hey, we're, we're doing fine. But in reality, they're just staying at the same place. Yeah. You know, and these are the same people that if they do go to Thailand, they go for one week. You know, they take some selfies with an elephant and then they're like, okay, I went to Thailand and I look at them now and I, and I feel bad for them. I really feel, you know, sad, you know, when I see them lugging all their, you know, suitcases around and that there's so, you know, many parts of Thailand that they couldn't didn't have time to experience you know like i would tell them like like oh you know did you go up to Chiang Mai? they're like oh we didn't have time like oh did he go down to you know kolanta like the most beautiful island in thailand and they're like oh I, yeah i wanted to go but we didn't have time and they go back to their job more exhausted than they had left you know they barely had time to get over jet lag and you know they got to see two places they got to see bangkok and they got to see maybe phuket or one other one other island or same thing when they go to Mexico. You know, they go for an all-inclusive resort for a few days or a week, and they take photos. You know, eating you know seafood and drinking on the beach. But in reality, they didn't see any of the really beautiful you know, parts. Or even if they did, it was just you know, it was too short. Exactly, and that was uh, how I was doing my vacations when I was uh, working on a nine-to-five job. You know, you just rush from place to place to see as many things as you can, and you have to head back on the plane to go back to your job. But um, I, I just recently got back from Asia, and I spent three weeks, and it was just slow travel. You know, I, I stayed 
in uh, 12 days in uh, in uh, Indonesia. So just enjoying the country, you know, just relaxing and not feeling like I need to get back to uh, a job, you know, just having that freedom to just go wherever you want, whenever you want, is an amazing feeling. And you're still able to earn money while you're in Indonesia and traveling, right? Exactly. So that's the beauty of this online business is that you can make money anywhere. You're not um, you know, constrained by location, right? Because most jobs, you are required to go into the office. But having an online business, you can work anywhere. You can work in uh, any time zone. I mean... I have uh, virtual assistants who work around the clock to uh, fulfill orders for me and, and deal with customer service. So everything gets handled, and that's what I love about this business because it gives you the freedom to essentially do what you want, You know, whether it's travel or maybe start a new online business or help other people to do the same thing. Yeah, that's a really amazing. And congrats on you know making it this far with all the success, You know, making the transition from seven to seven employee, you know, working a corporate job to being your own boss, you know, being location dependent, having, having the freedom of travel. And I'm assuming, you know, did you have obstacles along the way? Yes. I think in the beginning it was mainly mental obstacles because I came from the nine to five world. The employee mentality was still very, very um, ingrained in me. So to be an entrepreneur was a very difficult thing to just switch mindset from being an employee to being my own boss. So it took me a year to get to the point where I felt comfortable being an entrepreneur. So the obstacles I faced were mainly mental, you know, mainly just dealing with my own um, beliefs about who I am and what I'm capable of doing, right? Because when you're an employee, you're told what to do. But when you're your own boss, you got to figure out things on your own. And that, for me, was a difficult transition mm. to going from employee to being my own boss. So how did you eventually get through that? I got through that through being part of a mastermind, right? Because if I did this business by myself, I would probably quit because I didn't have the support and the accountability. And I didn't know anyone else who were doing it, in, it within my, my, fam- my circle of family and friends. So it would have been a very difficult and lonely journey if I didn't, uh, um, you know, uh, was part of a mastermind. I am a big believer in masterminds, and this is why I like courses that have kind of discussion groups so you can meet other people, uh, and also, you know, taking coaching from people who have done it before, who've been more successful than you, because it really helps you over those hurdles. And, you know, to be honest, I think, you know, for a lot of people, the first time they have a big obstacle like PayPal, you know, bans their account or eBay you know, closes your account, they'll just give up and say, this isn't possible, you know, or it's not possible for me, or I had bad luck or something. But if they're part of a mastermind, they can talk to someone who's been through it and say, you know, relax, you know, this happens, this is how you you know you get your account reinstated, this is how you progress. Exactly. It's, it's a very easy business to get started in, and it's an easy business to quit. And I see many people come and go in this business, and the people who stick around, they usually see success. But it takes a lot of effort in the beginning. And you'll face many obstacles, whether it's Mento, whether it's related to uh, eBay or PayPal. There's always going to be obstacles. But if you don't quit, then you can actually become very successful in this business. 
And so now, have you replaced your, you know, your six-figure salary from your corporate job with what you're making through eBay dropshipping? Yes, most definitely, I have, and I'm very happy with it. But I'm more happy that I can share my journey with other people. You know, I want to inspire people to learn this business and to make money too. And I feel it's very important because you know, making money just for yourself is not is never enough, right? And I'm I'm sure that's why you do these nomad summits because you want to spread the message and help、mm. other people see this lifestyle. So it's really important that I do that because I feel that there's a lot of people who who are in my situation who are trapped in a nine to five job who who may be making great money but they don't see a way out and they don't want to do it for the next twenty plus years. So here's an opportunity to do something different. You know, there's there's alternatives other than nine to five. And that for me is more gratifying than making money. I love that. So if people want to get in touch with you or you know、uh, get coaching from you, how, how how can they reach you? Yeah. So Joanne and I we have a website and it's called eDropshipEmpire.com. They can reach us through that website and、uh, we'll get back to you. Okay. Awesome. So guys, if you guys haven't、uh, yet started your business, you can check out David Vu's course. It's DropshipLab.com/eBay. And if you get stuck at any point, you want some help, you want some guidance from people who have done it or are successful, then you can check out eDropshipEmpire.com. We'll link it in the show notes as well.、Uh, Jonathan, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you,、uh, Joanne. Thank you so much for coming on as well, and really great meeting both of you here at the Nomad Summit in Las Vegas. I hope to see you at the Nomad Summit in Chiang Mai. All of you guys. Absolutely, it's an honor, Johnny, and we certainly look forward to seeing you in Chiang Mai in February. January, February, and、uh, so it's actually going to be January nineteenth, two thousand nineteen. If you guys want pre-sale tickets, are available now at nomadsummit dot com. Just click on Chiang Mai, and to give everyone kind of a travel kind of tip for for planning, come a few days before just to relax, so, you know, so you can get over jet lag. But make sure you stay for at least a week, if not two, after, because we're going to have a lot of different events.、Um, we're going to organize some things like. Some ethical elephant walks, you know.、Uh, so for anyone who wants to, you know, bathe and walk with a、um, elephant in the jungle, we'll have that in Chiang Mai. And then we're going to organize people to meet down on the islands to have a beach holiday, as well as go scuba diving, go snorkeling, do a lot of cool things. So make sure you guys plan to stay for at least a week, if not two, after、uh, Chiang Mai after the Nomad Summit. Sounds fantastic. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. All right, guys. Uh, thanks so much for listening to Travel Like a Boss. Please tell a friend、uh, if you know anyone who will be inspired or wants great information on how to change their life, get out of the nine to five. Take a screenshot, tell your friends on Facebook, Instagram, wherever you hang out, or just text it. So see all of you guys next week. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to the Travel Like a Boss podcast. If you want to hear more, including the bonus "How to Choose the Perfect Niche" episode, join our mailing list at travellikeabosspodcast.com. See you next week, and remember, if you want to travel like a boss, you need to be your own boss. So start your online business today and start living the lifestyle you've always dreamed of.